season like no other, the champions have been able to Sporting news, reviews, and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Desk. Uh, welcome back to lockdown, everyone. It's the Friday, the 23rd of July, and we've got a massive show. Jay and Jack uh, joining us again on the show via Zoom. Uh, an application that everyone's <laughs> probably getting reacquainted with again. Um, but hopefully next week um, we'll get some freedoms again. Uh, but plenty of sport around to keep us entertained. Uh, so good morning, Jack. Good morning, Jay. How are you both? Going well, Sammy. How are you? Good. Good. Keeping well. It's good. Um, yeah, good, boys. Um, it's a big, big week of sport we've had, and I'm sure the sport's going to get bigger now the Olympics is back. Yep, it's going to be a massive feature of this show. Uh, so much sports, like so much events, uh, absolutely packed. So uh, if you've got nothing to do this weekend, you're trying to think of stuff to keep yourself entertained with and you're not binge watching a show at the minute, just park your bum on the couch in front of the TV because there is back-to-back uh, events and it's just inc- crazy. So lucky timing for the Olympics um, excited to have the Olympics back. It's it's funny we forget about it how good it is because it comes around you know every four years. So it's nice to have it back. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, you just you get so obsessed with it for the next two weeks, and then it feels like it's missing from your life, and you forget about it. Then it comes back again. It's this endless cycle of just sport, sport, sport. Yep. Well, we'll have a dedicated full segment later to the Olympics. So I look forward to uh, delving into that. And straight into the news, very topical. Uh, Brisbane have won the bid for the 2032 Olympics, uh, which is crazy for Australia. That's three cities now. Uh, Of course, Melbourne had the 1956. Um, Sydney had the 2000. Was that the come? No, 2000. Yep. Uh, And so 2032. Uh, Crazy to think. I'm myself. We're going to be in my mid thirties. Jay, you're probably going to be a bit older than that. <laughs> oh yeah, just past mid thirties. That'll be all right. Um, <laughs> so it's so weird to think about how far the way, the way they do it, and they organise these big events so far in advance. Um, but some of the plans for Brisbane that they're going to upgrade the Gabba and turn it into a whole thing. It's just going to be exciting. So. Can't wait for 2032. Hopefully we don't have COVID-30 um, by then. <laughs> <That'll> oh. be... <laughs> Hopefully there's no worldwide pandemic uh, destroying that event. But uh, we proceed, proceed on. What were your thoughts of Brisbane winning? Oh, I mean, it's good for, it's good for Australia. It's good for Brisbane to get a bit of uh, action around there. You know, they don't have too much of a sporting culture. Else they got rugby and stuff over there, but... And then obviously the footy, but it's probably not as big as rugby over there. So to get a bunch of sports coming their way uh, for the Olympics in a worldwide event, it's a big deal for them. So I'm happy. Yeah, it's really yeah, I agree. It's really good for um, Australian sporting scene, isn't it? To um, show that we can host events like this going forward. 
Yep, yep, ideal. Any other sports news off the top of that's distracted you this week, Jack and Jay? Hmm. Um, not really. I've just been um, looking. We'll get into it later with the Olympic stuff, but it's it's really interesting to see all these Olympic athletes you've never heard of before and get you excited to get around them when, yeah. when their time comes. Mm. Yeah. Um, good to put on the Australian colours and yes, get behind uh, the Aussies and hopefully they bring back some gold. Well, we've got a big show today. Um, we're going to get to our first track and then we're going to come back and talk about the NBA. It's been a crazy week this week and can't wait to dwell, delve into the rest of the sports desk on your fr- Friday morning on Sin. Miracle Baby, nothing but thieves on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And it's time to talk about some basketball. And what a massive final series we saw Jay and Jack. Uh, It ended the way of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, winning their first championship in 50 years. Uh, second, I should say. Um, winning that series in Game 6. Uh, winning the overall comp 4-2 in those final uh, passage of games. Uh, 105 to 98. And what a game for the Greek freak to stand up. 50 points. Um, I watched that game in awe. It's just great to see. Uh, great for the game. Jay, we'll start off with you. What were your thoughts on the final series? Oh, it was, it was thrilling, to say the least. I mean, we all sort of thought Phoenix could up two zip that they were going to carry it away and finish it off. But Bucks went on to win the next four, which is a credit to them, especially when Giannis went down with that injury. We weren't too sure about their chances. He managed to get back up and, as you said, get that 50 points in game six. I mean, you can't help but congratulate them there's just an incredible effort by the whole organization and jack your thoughts yeah i couldn't agree more um just Giannis's resilience well the entire milwaukee um franchise's resilience over the past two weeks i i wrote them off i thought phoenix were going to walk away with it for zip but they've they but in the end milwaukee won the next four games and uh, made it look pretty easy to be honest with you um, we have to consider whether Phoenix choked or not, don't we? Well, yeah. I, I'd say the home impact of that game, the the amazing crowd, the, the American fans, you've got to give them credit, they are so passionate uh, and it was so loud. Just hearing it through the TV, they were times 10 of the you know audience participation that they'd normally be. They were really rallying, so that would have been definitely a big impact. And then when they zoomed out and kept doing the pan across outside the stadium, which they called the Deer District, oh, uh, yeah. incredible, incredible. So having that game while they were ahead in, in the overall must have helped a big lot. Um, and y- you could see the looks on some of the Phoenix players' faces within, you know, five minutes less left in the last quarter and you could just know that they were going, yeah, this is not looking good, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you feel for CP3, don't you, Chris Paul? I mean, 16 seasons, first NBA finals, finally there, finally at the precipice of absolute greatness and it just all comes crumbling down around him. Yeah, I mean, that's not the first time he's just choked a two-zip. <laughs> I'd like to say that it's the fourth time now he's done that, which is wow. uh, an NBA record for most 
losses when you're up two zip. He did it 08 against the Spurs, 13 against Grizzlies, 16 against Blazers, and now the Bucks 2021. So feel for him, as you said, it's, it sucks if he's uh, they've done so well this season, best record in the league, and then um, just fell short of the final hurdle. They really, I think you'd have to say they kind of choked it. Yeah, really did. But Bucks just surprised everyone. Yeah. No one can. Yeah. It's great. They were kind of the almost yeah. the dark, dark horse in the way because while everyone was getting up in about, you know, the Phoenix story, uh, they were kind of sidelined a bit and then just sneaked up out of nowhere. <laughs> well, it was it's one of those weird things. I mean, it's not a big surprise they won it all, but then – it is at the same time. We all thought, oh, yeah, the Bucks win another series. They'll get out next one. Oh, yeah, they won that one. That's fair. They'll get out next time. And then it just <laughs> kept on going until it's all over, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Some of, Even the, some of the players that they have on that I team, know. their stories in themselves. And you talk about PJ Tucker. I think he played every teammate from Houston in the round of, every round of playoffs. I don't know if you knew that. And he played. That's crazy to think about. Got Harden, he's got Capella, he's got Paul and Ariza. They're all Latino players that used to play with over at Houston. So um, it's crazy. It really is. But now we can look forward to the next one. I'm not sure when the next season starts. Usually it's around October. So um, yeah, not a big, like... t- not a yeah, not a not a long turnaround, is it? Where are we? Uh-huh. And, and 50 points for Giannis. I mean, that's that's pretty record breaking, don't, don't you think? How, how many uh, players in a in a final game to win it for their team? 50 points, insane. Yeah, I think he tied sick for an NBA Finals points in that game alone, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but he made his free throws as well. He said that in uh, the post game press. He's like, I made my free throws. You know, <laughs> something he's been criticised yeah, for so long shot about. Just as good as 89% anyone. from three throws, where we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 17 it, from 19. That's huge for Giannis. He's been yeah. such a poor free throw, free throw thrower for so long, and then he comes out and does that in the game where it really truly matters. That is the opposite of choking, yeah. isn't it? Caps off with finals MVP as well. So he's ticked every yeah. box he needs to tick now, which is good for him. I saw a, a, yeah. a funny thing. Uh, he's uh, the first, yeah, okay. A, sp- a sports bar in the US. Uh, did this thing? Uh, they gave a free shot uh, for every three throw. Giannis <laughs> made. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they they would no. <laughs> would have lost a lot of money that night. Yeah, they're broke now. Seventeen he made. Seventeen shots. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's the first player ever to um, win. Uh, what is it? Here we go. Most improved. Um, MVP, finals MVP, defensive player of the year. And there's one more I'm missing. Was it rookie? Um, no, it wasn't rookie. It was something else. I can't remember. It'll come to me later. Oh, I'll blurt it out halfway through the show. <laughs> well, it was a crazy, crazy final series. Just overall, the overall comp this year, who's been the best player that you've seen? Oh, well, it was... Obviously good for Jokic to win the overall MVP. Um, hopefully, you know, the Nuggets can be one of those teams that do a bucks, you know, have that sort of success. You want to see these teams that 
and the Suns as well. You want to see these teams that haven't been there before, haven't experienced it to get there again. So um, it was good to see Jokic for one. And then you got uh, Giannis obviously has come good again. I mean, he's just been someone sort of started slow and then got out of the blocks, had the injury and first game back, I think he had like 19 points or something when he just come back from that knee injury. So uh, so many players to list. He'd be here for days. Yeah, it's so good to see these players winning championships at the teams they dra- that drafted them as well. No mm-hmm. bought teams anymore. It's good. It's good. It's great for the basketball to see that Giannis Antetokounmpo was drafted by Milwaukee and won a championship with them. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Well, that's enough on the basketball. We will talk about the Boomers uh, later on in our Olympic segment. Um, but we're going to get to another track and then we're going to come back with some AFL. That's all on the sports desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Bob Moses, heaven only knows on the sports desk on your Friday morning. And it's time for round 19, the AFL. And a big Friday night football tonight. Uh, it's Port Adelaide taking on Collingwood. Uh, from Marvel Stadium at 7.10, the ins and outs. Zach Bunners in for Port Adelaide, Xavier Dersma and Connor Rosie out. Martin Frederick, Jared Lynette, Sam Mays, Jed M- M- McIntyre, admitted. Is it McIntyre? McIntyre? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Collingwood have uh, Jack Ginovan in, a debut. Finley McRae and Anton Tohill, a debut. Out Callum L. Brown, Will Hoskin Elliott uh, is injured, uh, Chris Main is injured, as well as Josh Thomas. Uh, interesting. How do you see this game? Uh, Port Adelaide would have had this at home, uh, maybe in front of their big, horrible crowd, so that may have been a big advantage lost. Um, Collingwood coming off a loss. Um, um, and Port Adelaide, who did they play? I'm trying to remember last week. Saints. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. Uh, and got the dub. Yes, yeah, uh, j- just by thirteen, so pretty close. Yep. Um, interesting. Look, I think Collingwood really aren't up to scrap. They showed it um on the weekend. Uh, so even though Port Adelaide away from home, um, this is a big win for them, and maintaining in that battle for top four. So uh, I think they'll get the dub here at Marvel. Oh, yeah, they should. They, those big ins for them as well. Rosie Dersmer Butters. Um, that probably just adds. Huge ins, yeah. And then Boki's 300. So they've got everything to play for. Top four, we're trying to lock that spot in top four. So it's theirs to lose, I reckon, Port. Yep. Jack, what about I agree. you? I think it's no surprise whatsoever. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, moving on to Saturday. Uh, 145, a couple of games being shuffled around. Carlton play at North Melbourne uh, from Marvel Stadium. In for Carlton, Patrick Cripps. Uh, out, Lockerty Fogarty has been moved as the medical sub. Matthew Owies has been managed. Uh, in for North Melbourne, Jed Anderson, Ben Cunnington. Out, Charlie Lazaro, Jack Mahoney and Robbie Tarrant. Uh, interesting. The Blue Boys finally get, get back over the old enemy. <laughs> Uh, that was very, very nice to watch. Um, Three-quarter time, I was sitting there being a little worried, as I usually am, but a big clutch fourth quarter from Harry Mackay. Um, 
even even with one quarter performance from him, it was enough to destroy Collingwood. So that was very nice. Uh, so yeah, sucked in, Pies fans. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Bit harsh. Loved it. Well, it's it's finally after a while. After a while, you just want to get them, and we got them. So so, and can you believe it? Can you believe it? I didn't even realize because I hadn't been looking at the ladder. But Carlton are a game out of the eight. They are a game out of the eight. Do I dare to dream? Do I dare to dream? You shouldn't. You, you can if you want, but they'll, they'll just, you know, disappoint you again. They'll let you down. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. We got the dub over North last year after them having the, uh, the wood over us for all, um, a long while. Uh, big rivalry game with one of my mates. Um, missing out on going again, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, but, oh, look, I think the Blues can get it done and we can get two in a row. Uh, I think so too. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe <laughs> North might, mate. They just... They have oh, something. it just doesn't want to say it. No, no, no North aren't playing terrible. I just think... Uh, Carl, this is one of those sort of games Carl could just drop. You get that big win over Collingwood and then a chance to a little slim of a finals and they might just. I don't know. It, it's always when it's, you know, really late. We try and we finally get some Make form. Surge. Um, Kerno not coming back in. Uh, he might have been in this week if the VFL wasn't shut down, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, but he's, he's a couple of weeks off, so you never know. So Blues for me. Jack, what about you? I'll go Blues. Blues, okay. Next game, 3-10 from the Gabba. It's the Brisbane Lions and the Gold Coast Suns, the Q Clash. Uh, in for Brisbane uh, Lions, Calamar Chi, Jared Berry, out Thomas Berry. Caden uh, Coleman omitted and Jackson Pryor also omitted. In for Gold Coast Suns, Oleg Markov, out Brandon Ellis and Nick Holman. Interesting. Jay, what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean... Brisbane very disappointing last week for them. They had an opportunity to keep themselves in the top four and now they're sort of fighting for their place uh, to get to the, to the top four. I think it's going to be tough for them without Hipwood obviously not being there anymore. Um, but I think they should get this done against the Suns. The Suns are a bit out of form at the moment. So um, I expect a, a recovery from the Lions here. Yeah, so do I. I think um, the Lions really struggled last week. They just couldn't get their game going, their brand of football. Um, and let's be honest, the Lions always seem to belt the Gold Coast when it comes to the gear clashes. Mm. Yeah, probably a bit more balanced uh, towards Brisbane, um, Brisbane's way. They don't want to go lot three losses in a row. Uh, that would be very terrible for their lead into the finals because we are only including this round, five rounds to go, which uh, is absolutely blowing wow, my mind. Wait. So this is go time right now. Uh, must win for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, Gold Coast a bit stiff against the Dogs last week. Um, so interesting. I think this Gold Coast side, a lot of, I know they're still pretty young, but uh, I think it's pretty decent Gold Coast side that we've not seen in a couple of years. So I reckon they could be climbing up the ladder over the next couple of years. Uh, I some agree. of their talent. So it's going to be a close one. I think Brisbane just. Yes. Yeah, Brisbane. So do I. 
Okay, next to Optus Stadium, 435. It's the West Coast Eagles and St. Kilda from Optus Stadium. Uh, Saints just a bit short against Port. Um, and uh, the West Coast Eagles hopping a sh- shocking couple of runs uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, but going, managing to get some sort of uh, win back. Uh, 42 points over Adelaide uh, uh, after a few shocking weeks. We'll look at the teams for them. Uh, in for West Coast, Mark Hutchins, Josh Kennedy, Xavier O'Neill and Jake Waterman out. Luke Edwards, uh, Jackson Nelson, Jack Petricelli, Luke Shuey, Bailey L. Williams. Uh, in for the Saints, Oscar Claverino, Nick Caulfield and Paul Hunter out. Jack Beitel, Tom Highmore, uh, Rowan Marshall and Daniel McKenzie. So a lot of outs for uh, the Eagles, but big Josh Kennedy in. That would be very helpful. Yeah, I think the the Marshall loss for St. Kilda is huge for them. Um, obviously, that's to do with, I think, COVID reasons, hand to quarantine stuff. But I think the Eagles might uh, have them here. To that Optus, it's their home. This is where they play their best footy. So... Um, I expect them to get done with Candy back. Yes, so do I. Um, I think that um, with West Coast, a game ahead of all those ladder, I think they're pretty safe and secure now. They won't want to lose a game like this. This is a big game for them. They could officially knock St. Kilda out of the final race right here, right now. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting for the Saints. Um Having an exciting couple of weeks, I just wouldn't have called them coming back into form the Saners. They just look pretty depleted this year. Uh, mm. Again, with five weeks to go, must win in front of a home crowd. Uh, in saying that, uh, Jay, you said how it's their big home ground. They had big advantage there. They lost to North Melbourne there. So they <laughs> did, that is been, true. But... <laughs> it's not been the best for them. Um, this, is, uh, this is the one they got to win. Yeah. Definitely, definitely to prove themselves. Uh, next game, uh, Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. A big one, game of the round, Saturday uh, night from the MCG, 7.25. Oh, man, I wish we had a crowd. They're just not having a good run, that fixture. I'm pretty sure the last time they both played, there was no crowd. No, I yeah, think that was, was like the first game back from, from like first game in the, the previous lockdown, you're right. There you go. Where are we? So maybe in hindsight, maybe they should have scheduled it. There was a lot of talk this week potentially about removing the pre-finals by uh, and just letting a week go as we return. Uh, but that didn't happen. So unfortunately for the big game, uh, we may only see that with a big crowd for finals, hopefully. Uh, in for Melbourne, James Harness. Uh, James, sorry, James Harms out Tom Sparrow. Uh, Aaron Vanderberg. Western Bulldogs have Mitch Hannon in, Tom Libertori and Josh Shackey out. Hayden Crozier, Josh Dunkley, Lachlan McNeil, Anthony Scott. Uh, a few of those, I think Josh Dunkley as well is in isolation. Uh, interesting. Jay, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, well, obviously Melbourne, a bit of a shock in that draw against Hawthorne, the dying stages of that game. So they're a bit out of form as of late Melbourne. So I'm a bit... Bit worried about them. The dogs are definitely playing better footy right now. So um, for me, I just think the dogs might have them here just based on form. Jack, um, I think that um, I actually think the um, the D's might get 
up here. They seem to be losing the games they should be winning and winning the games they should be losing. True. So I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that we will see a completely different Demons outfit than we've seen during these poor losses. And I think um, the Demons are going to get up here. Yep, I think Demons as well. They uh, The match that was a couple of weeks ago, 28th of May, uh, they won by 28, so I think that'll be a bit of a confidence booster. I know Bulldogs will want to wrestle uh, the top of the ladder back, so it's going to be probably a lot closer than that one. But I think, as you say, yeah, Melbourne just, they've let a few games slip. Um, credit to Hawthorne, though, um, as well for that draw. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne for me. Uh, next to Adelaide and Hawthorne uh, from Marvel Stadium uh, at 7.40. Uh, in for Adelaide, Tom uh, Doherty, Billy Frampton, out David McKay, Nick Murray, James Rowe. In for Hawthorne, Blake Hardwick, Jack Scrimshaw and Chad Wingard, out Sean, Sean Burgoyne, Damon Greaves, uh, Emerson Jecker and Jai Newcomb. Thoughts on the game, Jay? Uh, yeah, well, both teams, I mean, interesting games. Obviously, Adelaide got pumped by the Eagles and then Hawthorne put a gallon effort against the Dees. Um, so I'm liking the way Hawthorne's playing. They're playing a, a bit better than, obviously, later, early in the season, sorry. Um, so, I mean, at Marvel, it's a neutral ground. I'd say Hawthorne probably, for me, the way they're playing. playing. Jack? Um, I think um, I think Hawthorne too. Adelaide have just been so poor recently. They're just letting games go in that final quarter. Um, I think um, the Hawks will walk away with one here. And all this drama around Alistair and Sammy Mitchell, I think the Hawks will want a W just to quiet everybody up a little bit. Yep, I think uh, the Hawks as well. Um, yep. I think uh, Adelaide rushing over and being that'll throw them off. Throw them off. Uh, Sunday, 12.30, early game, Sydney versus the Fremantle Dockers uh, from Metricon Stadium in for Sydney Swans. Logan McDonald, Hayden McLean, Sam Reed, and Lewis Taylor. Joel Amati out in for Fremantle. Connor Blakely, Mitch Crowden, Lloyd Meek, Nathan uh, O'Driscoll, Matt Tabernard, Hayden Young uh, out for Fremantle. Blake uh, Acres, Rory, Lo- Rory Lobb, and uh, Sam Swiskowski. Uh, interesting ins for Fremantle there. Uh, Swans, I'm really, really blowing my mind. Um, big win over their rivals uh, in the Sydney Derby uh, by 26 points, but they're just showing, they're really showing that they deserve to be up in that top eight this year. Uh, I just saw. A lot of people ruled them out early on because they were such a young sign, but they're really, really um, showing their stuff. Jay? Yeah, well, as I said, I mean, they've still got a chance to make top four the way they're set up. You know, they've got a reasonable percentage and they only one win outside top four. So big game for them. And, um, yeah, the Dockers, they've just been disappointing. They had a chance to go into the eight last week and let that one slip. So, um I'm thinking the Sydney Swans will keep the momentum running here and make a push for top four. Jack? Um, I agree. I think um, a loss for Frio here would be really, really, really tough for them to make the eight. Um, 
they've got a hard run home Frio, and if they lose this one, they're going to be probably two games out of the eight, and that's just might be too much too late in the season for them to get overcome. So I think it's going to be all over for Frio after this weekend. Yep. Next game at three twenty Sunday, Geelong and Richmond. Uh, big game here. In for Geelong, Zach Guthrie, Lockie Henderson and Gary Rowan. Huge game. In for Richmond, Josh Caddy, Callan Coleman-Jones, uh, Riley Collier-Dawkins, Shane Edwards and Hugo Ralsmith. A lot of ins. Out, Dusty Martin, big loss uh, with his ribs injury. Uh, Camden McIntosh out as well. Uh, as we just said, uh, Geelong's massive win uh, by 69 points over the Dockers. Uh, and um, where are we at here? Sorry. Richmond. Richmond, uh, 20 points over Brisbane. So interesting, Richmond. Dare I say it? I hate to say it that they're coming back. They <laughs> had a disgraceful couple of weeks, and they're, they, they want to show up now. Um, I think the Geelong steam train uh, will just – to stop them. There was a game early in the year and Geelong really shut them down. Uh, and I think losing a big man like Dustin Martin in the midfield, whew, that's, that could be a finals killer. Jay? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, you just can't rule us out. I mean, backs against the wall last week, mate. We, uh, we managed to pull one out there. Obviously, Brisbane weren't had the best team out there, but we got the job done. And, yeah, as you said, that last game early in the year was not ideal. Uh, but I don't know. You just got to hope. I mean, it's a very depleted defense for us where their forward line is quite uh, big. You know, Rowan coming back and then Hawkins there. But they don't have Cameron. So Cameron was a problem last time. So hopefully we can challenge them at least. But that's a lot on the line for us. Mr. Jack. Um, I agree. I think um, I think it's gonna be a very balanced game. Um, both like big outs for Geelong, big outs for Richmond. I mean, Dusty probably the biggest out of the year, which is such a shame. I mean, we always want to see the best players playing, no matter what team they're playing on. Um, it's gonna be an interesting one. Richmond can still make the eight with a Geelong loss or with a loss to Geelong because they've got probably the easiest run home out of any team in um, the still in contention for the eight. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think, I think Richmond will win this one. I think it's a game that Richmond will win. They they got the momentum behind them. A huge win um, against Brisbane last week. Um, I, it's more likely for me that Richmond will win this game and then lose a silly one against Frio or um, North over the next two weeks. Yeah, interesting that. Um, I'm just looking at the latter two. Um, now I'm hoping Richmond win because the team we're about to talk about next are currently sitting in yes. eight and we don't Love want that. that to last very long. <laughs> so, yes, uh-huh. as speaking of that team, Essendon play GWS in the last game of the round at uh, 6.10 on Sunday from Metricon Stadium. Uh, Giants, of course, also coming off a loss against their Sydney rivals. In for Essendon, Nick Bryan, Dylan Shield, and David Zakarakis. Zaharakis. GWS. GWS are Lockie Ashin, Shane Mumford, James uh, Petling, Jake Riccardi, Lockie Whitfield. uh, Out Jeremy Finlayson and Matt Flynn. 
Uh, big ins, uh, I think a few there for the GWS, Riccardi and uh, Big Mummy Mumford. Uh, I think G- um, GWS will want to show themselves to their brutal loss. It wasn't a brutal loss, but loss to Sydney to their rivals. Uh, and I think um, I think I've said it all year. Essendon are the pretenders. <laughs> uh, Jay, you really don't like them. No. Um, yeah, no, it'll be a good one. This is a, a long line for both teams. So um, yeah, Essendon just need to hold that spot in the eight. Got to get done here. Got to do metric on. It's a usual stadium, but Giants are a bit out of touch uh, at the moment. So this is the best time to take them here for the Dons. So I think they'll get it up. Jack. Um, yeah, I think um, it's a very interesting one. I mean, it's crazy to think that GWS in 12th spot still is hoping for a finals run. Um, Essendon, I agree with you. They seem to win a big game every month and then just waddle along. Mm. Um, they That big win against West Coast, everyone thought, oh, we're on here. We're absolutely red hot. But then they got absolutely demolished by the Tigers the week after. And then demolished by Melbourne the week after that. So it's um very interesting. You got to um, you got to make um. I mean, if you want to play finals, you have to be consistently good the entire year. You can't just have moments of absolute brilliance and then some just just absolute shockers the next week. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And looking at the ladder, uh, seventh spot, West Coast on ninety eight percent, Essendon uh, on one hundred and four point five percent. 32 points. A Richmond, 32 points, 100.8% in ninth spot. Fremantle, 32, 92.5%. St Kilda, 32, 86.6. GWS, 30 points, 95.5. 13, 28. Carlton, uh, 93.9. So close, close. I, I can't remember last season. I know the finals, you know, Top eight was pretty set, and there was maybe one or two, but there's a maybe five potential teams, um, which is crazy. I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting over the next five rounds to see how it all finishes. Uh, exciting, and hopefully we can be back in the stands by the time for the finals because uh, it's going to be a ripper this year, and I'm sure fans will be eager to get back after missing the final series uh, last year. Okay, when we come back, Tokyo 2020. Uh, it's exciting, exciting. Previewing it uh, early in the show, plenty of sports to get behind your Aussies. So when we come back, it's going to be all Olympics, Tokyo 2020, right here on the Sports Desk on Sin. Bohemian like you, the Dandy Warhols on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And it's time for the Tokyo Olympics. Okay, this is a special podcast interruption. I could not get this into the main show as we're not doing it live at the moment because of lockdown, but could not forget about talking about the Oli Ruse game I've just witnessed. Australia over Argentina, 2-0. Incredible stuff. Lockie Wales, the first goal. And then to come on and score a second one, Marco Tilio, beautiful strike, his first touch uh, in as an Olympian, and it was absolutely magnificent. So, quick special podcast shout out uh, to the Ollie Ruse um, 
hopefully we can do the shows live so we can react to these uh, games as we should soon. But incredible performance by the team and look forward to Spain on Sunday. And exciting stuff, um, as we were saying earlier on in the show. It's only around every four years, but when it does come around, it's an absolute treat. Um, and everyone can pretend to be Olympic experts for two weeks. <laughs> um, so, in perfect time for the lockdown. Plenty of sports to get around your Aussie team. Um, so we'll go through. I've got a list for all Aussie events this week. Um, and you can let me know your favourites. Tweet through the sports desk on Twitter who you'll be watching. Of course, the opening ceremony will be tonight from 8.30 and you can stream all of these um, events on 7 Plus uh, and the main channel 7 and 7 Mate channel. Uh, so we'll start off... Uh, Wednesday it started, uh, a few events before the ceremony. Uh, so we had the softball, which we'll promptly want to forget about um, after they used the mercy rule. Uh, Australia was lost 8-1 to Japan. Um, so not so good on that front. Hopefully the next couple of softballs, uh, we can answer that. In the football, the Matildas defeated New Zealand 2-1. Uh, late scruffle. Jay, did you watch that? on Wednesday night. Jay, I think you muted. Yep, sorry, my bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't watch it live, but I did catch the highlights. It was good to see the girls getting up. That's all you want. Good form coming into the Olympics. Yeah, credit to New Zealand. Uh, they really did show up. Um, uh, crazy second half. Um, very. The girls go very hard. The Matildas shocked me every oh, time. Yeah. Uh, used every piece of endurance that they've got. Um, uh, so it was good to see we've got a win there, 2-1. Uh, and, of course, we can't really talk about the Ollie Ruse yet because as a recording, we don't know the results. So hopefully it's a good one uh, against Argentina. Friday, today's event. Uh, we start off with the archery, uh, the women's archery from 10 a.m., uh, the men's from 2 p.m., uh, also, rowing men and women both kick off from 12 p.m. Uh, Saturday, big Super Saturday, badminton uh, <laughs> starts off with mixed doubles, the women's singles and men's singles and men's doubles all proceeding from 10 a.m. So, <laughs> so much. Men's beach volleyball at 11 a.m. The men's cycling road race at 12 p.m. Uh, the Matildas play Sweden at 6.30 on Saturday. Uh, Australia versus Japan in the men's hockey from 10.30 a.m. Rowing, the women's pair rowing uh, from 10.50 a.m. The men's pair at 11.20. Shooting, women's 10-metre air rifle from 9.30 a.m. Men's 10-metre air pistol from 2 p.m. The women's softball, Canada versus Australia at 11 a.m. So hopefully we can rectify that. The table tennis... Oh, I love the table tennis. Women's singles, 10 a.m. Men's singles at 10.45 a.m. The mixed doubles at 12.15. The women's water polo. Oh, I forget about... I forget water polo even exists until this comes around. <laughs> Canada v. Australia, 4.20 p.m. Sunday, the women's cycling road race at 2 p.m. Football, the Oli Roos take on Spain at 8.30 Sunday night. The women's hockey, Australia versus Spain, 11 a.m., Basketball Boomers 
They play in Nigeria at 6.20. Look forward to that. Badminton men's doubles at 11am proceeding from there. Uh, the women's beach volleyball from 10am. Men and women's rowing, uh, the rowing eights from 12pm. Shooting from 10. Women's softball, they play the US at 11. And the men's water polo to round out Sunday, 4.30 in the afternoon. Australia versus Montenegro. Jeez, that's almost an Olympic event reading the, uh, the schedule out. Yeah. You would have won gold, Sam. That was awesome. <laughs> Catch your breath, mate. <laughs> oh, what events, Jay? We'll start off to you. What events are you most excited for? Oh, well, that's, that's a lot to process, Sam. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope to... you were listening. Come on. I was listening. I was. It's just, yeah, there's a lot to go through, but yeah. Um, at least what, what else is good is they're at reasonable times as well for us. It works yes. in our time zone. So yeah, it's really good, isn't no it? no excuse not to watch these events if you've got nothing to do. We're in lockdown, so there's nothing you can be possibly doing right now. Um, so um, obviously, I mean, I'm a basketball fan. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the Boomers go at it again. They had a good exhibition games against the US and Nigeria. They got Nigeria this week. So you'd think they'd be going in in good form that they'd be able to break, I guess, a drought for the Boomers. They haven't been too successful in the past ball in the Olympics um, from memory. So hopefully that's that's a big one for me. Um, I always look forward to the swimming. You haven't, I don't think you've seen anything about swimming yet. I don't think that's happening no, swimming straight away. But I like watching table tennis like you as well. So, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be playing myself on the couch and watching all these guys go at it in table tennis and shooting and all this sort of stuff. It's all exciting for me. Yeah, yeah um, there, sorry, there are a few more events on uh, this weekend that I didn't read out, but they just weren't featuring any, any Aussies. So there's even more than what I read out uh, that don't contain Aussies. So every event that I read there was an Australian event, yeah. uh, which is good. Uh, Jack, what about you? What are your favourite events? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the events you only ever watch when the Olympics roll around. I mean, who's, who's, who else is coming for the doubles badminton? What a rock star events that going to be. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome to see. Well, you listed them all there. That's so many events with Australian representation. It's so awesome on the big stage or the biggest stage in the world, really, the Olympics, where we can root for an Aussie. Every Aussie gets around um, around it. Like, who doesn't matter who you go for in the footy, all of this, we all get around our Aussies. And um, you mentioned the, um, the boomers, Jay. I think this could be... I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to put, I don't want to put the mockers on them, but it's um, a very good lineup. Eight out of the 12 players are in the NBA. That's the best we've yeah. ever had. Um, it could be a big, big, big year at the Olympics for these boomers. I mean, we saw in the, the um, exhibition matches how good they were. Joe Ingles, Paddy Mills, but even the, the boys that don't have NBA experience, Chris Goulding um, was just elite, wasn't he? Yeah. He's a handy player to have for them. Very handy. And then you got such a young talent in Thibault and Green, X, and they're all, you know, early 20s, so, or mid 20s now. So it's a good young team as well. And then we've experienced like Delhi and Ingalls, Baines, Baines, and Mills to go with it. It's a good mob, yeah. good mix. Great depth, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Lots to cover, Sam. There's lots of sport. How about you, Sam? What, what sports are you looking forward to? Um, so many, so many. Um, <laughs> I'm blown away. The water polo. I forgot how that works. I'm, I've, oh, I forgot sport. how it works. I'll be 
getting invested that, and I'm probably going to be a number one water polo enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, next week you'll have all the stats. <laughs> yeah, by next week we'll be uh, coming to you for water polo. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're just thinking you heard all those events are gone, how am I meant to remember <laughs> that giant list that I read out? And still more You can sports. find it on the Olympics website. I'm pretty sure Channel 7 have everything listed as well. Um, so... Don't stress about forgetting what was on. The Ollie Ruse, uh, I'm definitely excited to see our young crop of talent uh, under 23. Big tests at like Spain. That's a big one Sunday night. Um, so hopefully we do very well. I sent my best wishes to Tommy Glover when I saw him at the <laughs> Melbourne City end of year party, which was good. Uh, so I sent him my best wishes. Um, so just good, good to get around all these things. And some sports that... Not even going to be on this weekend. Like the three v three basketball, like blacktop. That that's going to be really cool to see. Um, I'm not sure when the Australians are going to be involved in that. But who would be your three that you would put put in there? Because I mean, how do they even choose that? Is it just a? I forget the position. No idea. Point guard or to think about positioning. Yeah. Shooting. Wait, I I mean, is it players from the Boomers? I don't know if the Boomers are doing. Two events like that. Because I was looking yeah. through now. It doesn't look like we have anything about 3v3 basketball. Okay. Maybe there's, uh, the non-team events are like um, some of people like, um, well, I don't want to say ordinary people, but not professional athletes. So maybe. Yeah. maybe Quite possibly. So that, that, that's going to be interesting. We're going to look out for that. So exciting stuff. The Olympics. Uh, and have you got it around the Olympics game? I'm very tempted to get it. Uh, I saw it. Um, lots of mini games in that. <laughs> I did have the, the Beijing one. The Beijing game. Yeah, the Beijing one. I remember that. That was a really good game. Okay, well, get around your Australian team. Uh, I'm wearing my Socceroos jersey right now. Um, just excited to get around and go for Australia. Because uh, apart from um, the recent few games that we've had, uh, there's not been too many events where we can um, back our own country in. So uh, exciting stuff. So the Olympics, you can catch that. Of course, the opening ceremony is 8.30 tonight. When we're going to come back, we'll wrap the show. Uh, it's been a fun Friday morning on the sports desk. This, of course, is the White Stripes Seven Nation Army. The White Stripes Seven Nation Army on the sports desk on your Friday morning, and it's been a great show. Been great to talk about the Olympics. Uh, we mentioned before all the times archery actually is live now, um, so we can kick off and support our Aussies from there. Uh, boys, I hope you've had a good week. Any exciting, notable things to look forward to this weekend? Well, obviously we've gone through the Olympics. There's a lot to cover in that. Not all the sports were covered in that as well. It's like skateboarding and rugby and all this other stuff that's going on. So plenty to delve into over the weekend. There's, even with the basketball finishing, there's more basketball than the Olympics. So don't worry about that if you're a basketball yep. fan. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's the, these two weeks every four years is the purest form of bumper-to-bumper -bumper sport you'll ever get. I mean... You could literally just keep on watching and watching and watching and do, you will never run out of content for the next two weeks. It's so yeah. good. It's so awesome. Okay. Well, super ecstatic for it. Um, can't wait for it to all begin. 
Uh, thanks for tuning into the Sports Desk uh, this morning. If you missed anything, you can catch the podcast. Uh, of course, catch us next week. Hopefully, we'll be out and roaming around with some less restrictions, uh, which will be good. Uh, and, of course, the other Sports Desk's re- uh, teams return next week as well. So we'll catch you then. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Jay, and thank you, Jack. Thanks, sir.